0: The Wacker test of 2014, I mean, does it really seem like 10 years ago?
1: Oh, look, when you said 10 years ago, I must admit I've, I'm feeling quite old and um, I'm like, surely not 10 years ago. But, yeah, it sort of feels like yesterday, really. But, yeah, what what a, a change in women's cricket we have seen um, over the last 10 years. It's been pretty amazing, um, the developments in the women's game and, and also the men's game and just, you know, how far... Um, they've come towards professionalism and things like that. I know it was a win for England uh, at that test
0: and indeed the series, but I just wanted to ask you firstly, because it was right at the beginning of the multi-format series, which had started actually with the Women's Ashes the year before. So the test match opened and that was worth six points back then, followed by the T20s and the ODIs. What was the feeling like back then about this multi-format series?
1: Oh, I think the feeling was just really pure excitement. Um, it was a great opportunity for um, the women's game to have another Test match. And then obviously at the time, the, the multi-format series was, was new. Um, it was exciting and the players were really up and about about it. So, you know, I guess for me personally, um, I always obviously loved the Test match format and across my career I was only ever able to play four Test matches, but to be at home... Um, in Australia, um, in front of our families and friends and also the public, it was a great opportunity to play on a, a wonderful ground. And, um, yeah, some of the memories are just, obviously, we didn't win that that test match. Um, you know, England came out on top, but uh, I guess it's been the start of, of more test matches um, since that time. And the scores, England 201
0: and 190, Australia 207 and 123. So that victory by 61 runs. But as we mentioned, in that format, it was when the Test match was worth six points. So that is really hard to come back from. You won the ODIs and the T20s two games to one in each of those parts of the series, but it just wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. And I suppose, um, yeah, the six points in the multi-format series is a a big hit if you do lose the game. But equally, um, I also think it's great. You know, I think when we're playing those multi-format series, you want teams to be aiming to win the game. And and that's where a lot of discussion has been, hasn't it, around, you know, the women's games, we'd love to see them as five-day test match. I think it would give um, the women a chance to aim for those um, scores rather than a draw potentially in future matches. Um, But, yeah, I guess... At the time, the, the memories were, I just remember players like Anya um having an amazing match. Um, Elise Perry, obviously, was very dominant in that match as well, I think, with the, the ball and the bat. But yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the format. I think it's been a really great to see again, great to see South Africa um, involved as well and exciting for them to play in their first um, Test match against Australia as well.
0: What are your feelings about the test? And and for the Wacker? this will be the fourth time that a women's test has been played and this is the first multi-format series with South Africa. What are your feelings overall?
1: Oh, I'm just excited about it. I love the longer format of the game and there's been a lot of speculation about, you know, trying to get more of this into the women's formats, both at, you know, international level and then there's been discussions about how, you know, we can potentially get some of these games into... You know domestic cricket in Australia. You know, I guess it's that question about investing um, for women in a longer game. And I guess the more matches that we play in that longer format, um, players get better at it. Um, you know, we have better matches. Um, and then it's also a good spectacle for the public. So I think that there, hopefully there'll be a good crowd there. Um, I know the players love playing that format. And, and hopefully this time, you know, it'll be an Australian win. I'm just thinking to you as wicketkeeper, and I was just looking back at the score
0: chart and in the first innings that you scored 43 there, Elise Perry 71 and Aaron Osborne 40 in terms of that overall total of 207, which was so close to England's first innings at the time. Just the feelings for you to be captaining Australia. What was it like at the time?
1: Oh, look, it was um, a really special opportunity. I guess there hadn't been a, a Queensland woman before Captain Australia. So, yeah, it was a real honour for me and my family and I was really proud to to lead Australia for that five years. Um, obviously, following up on from um, Karen Rolton, she was a, an amazing player for Australia for a long period of time and obviously the history of Australian captains before that, it's got a, an amazing history and, and since that time as well, you know, Meg Lanning has been... Uh, overly dominant um, in that role and has led Australia to so many wins and tournament wins. So, yeah, I think for me um, I always – I gave it my all. It was um, five years of dedicated service. I tried to just, you know, do what I could to promote the game and promote the game to – young girls and and boys as well and um, yeah very fond memories of of that time in my life
0: and Jodie I'm just looking too at some of the names you've just mentioned too and Elise Perry uh, Meg Lanning and also Elisa Healy and just Can you tell us about after that test, because what was it in training that you broke a finger and it ruled you out for for the next parts of the series, the ODIs and the T20s, and that's when Meg Lanning stepped into the captaincy role and Elisa Healy
1: as the the wicketkeeper and now being the wicketkeeper captain as you were. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I think I broke my finger and and missed the the MCG game as well, which was, I know, disappointing at the time. And then I also was dealing with... um, a pretty bad shoulder injury so maybe that's called getting old Karen I'm not <laughs> sure but um yeah look since that time Alyssa um Elise they've just gone on to be such dominant players for Australia um in their various um skills and and now obviously Alyssa as is getting opportunity to to lead Australia um within her own style and I think that's probably something I guess I took into my captaincy was just I knew that the best way I could do the best job I could was just to be me um, and lead in my own way and I think that's how most leaders um, have success is just to be themselves and and most importantly enjoy what they're doing.
0: What is the most treasured part of all of your time playing for Australia and, of course, as captain as well? I'm thinking of the World Cup victories. What were they within sort of six months of each other, the, the women's T20
1: and the ODI World Cup? Yeah, so many um, special memories. I think like any sort of elite sporting career, you have your highs and lows. And and for me, obviously, there was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I guess for me, injuring my hamstring six months after I got into the captaincy role, um, you know, that was a pretty heartbreaking time. During my career, I was sort of looking like I was going to have to retire at 24 years of age but didn't give up. And um, to get back on the field sort of 18 months later to lead Australia to those two World Cup wins was Yeah, it's a pretty special um, moment for me and just, I guess, is a good example of, you know, perseverance and just a willingness to overcome adversity. And I I guess looking back as well, probably another special moment was um, scoring my first Test 100 um, in Worcester back in 2009 and I guess bringing Australia back into that game, it was an awesome opportunity and one of those special days where it just felt like everything clicked and, um, yeah, it's not often you get to score 100 in a test match. I remember my parents were in the the crowd. Um, I remember that morning Alan Border was there to present four of our debutantes with their baggy green cap. And also I won the toss, which for me was um, pretty rare. Um but yeah, I just remember going out and we actually didn't start very well that day. You know, we were losing wickets left, right and centre. I remember, you know, Shelly Nitschke getting it out, Leah Poulton I think, you know, Lisa Stelaker and at one point I think we were five for twenty eight and I remember just thinking, goodness me, what's what's this test captaincy about? It's <laughs> it's awful. But, um, you know, that's when I went out there and I, that's just where you have to go out there and fight and, and find something. And another debutante, you know, Rachel Haynes, as we know, has gone on to have a, an amazing career herself, came out and we were fortunate enough to score, oh, what is it, 229 and, and get us back into the game. So, you know, those are very special memories and yeah it's hard to believe that was 2009. And
0: you captain number 16 in terms of where cricket is now and I'm thinking of the WBBL and now the the women's premier league over in India and and so much more and the way that it is covered television radio uh, where do you see the women's game right now?
1: Oh, it's just going from strength to strength. Uh, you know, for a long time there, um, it was about developing the BBL competition. It's obviously still about developing our domestic competition, so that lays the groundwork for international cricket as well. And, you know, there's now opportunities around the world, um, the 100, now the women's IPL. Um, so just to have those opportunities for to players to play cricket as a career um, is an unbelievable opportunity and I think moving forward you know it's only going to get better and better with hopefully we'll see one day um I guess the the equity there potentially in regards to to paying conditions for the women just like the men but certainly it's been on the trajectory and you know as a young girl now I know if you're sort of 10 11 12 um there's a pathway there there's a career there for you to play cricket and obviously also um, aspire to play for your state and your country as well
0: Jodie, it's so lovely to chat with you today and congratulations last year also entering the Queensland Sport Hall of Fame. What was that moment like and also a scholarship program that you have been such a big part of for the last decade?
1: Yeah, thanks, Karen. Yeah, it was a um, special um, phone call last year, I guess, to, you know, when you look back on the The people who are in the Queensland Sport Hall of Fame, there's some amazing people who've served their sports um, very well. There's also administrators, media people that have dedicated their lives to improving their sport. So to, to sort of get in there for cricket was really special for me and my family and um, I suppose I really just... I think I owe all that to my parents, to be honest, and my family who supported me along the way. And then just, uh, yeah, I suppose my scholarship, um, it's a bit of a long name, but the the Jody Purvis Young Cricketer Development Scholarship, I just wanted to give back to, I guess, the state and the sport that had given me so much. So when I retired in 2014, I guess my background is I'm a, a rural cricketer. I came from Toowoomba and, um, you know, with that comes the challenges of travel and, you know, the cost of trying to achieve your dreams by going to the big city. And so each year now um, we support one young female, young cricketer. Um, so players like Charlie Knott have come through the program, players anywhere from Emerald, Bundaberg, and our regional centres have been involved through that scholarship program now. And we've seen some of them go on to bigger, better things like Charlie, Josie Dooley. And those players, you now we see in the WBBL each year. So, yeah, it's just been a bit of a buzz for me. You sort of feel like it's hopefully getting one of those girls on to achieve their dreams, not just in cricket, but also in their education and and other things as well.
0: And, Jodie, just a last one. I was just thinking as you're speaking there, back in the time that you were captaining Australia, the Australian women's team were known as the Southern Stars and that got put to one side, I think, back in 2016 or 2017. Do you have a feeling either way on that? <laughs> oh, <it's probably laughs> I, like, I like the Southern Stars.
1: I, I, used to, I used to love it. I thought it was, you know, it was something pretty special, being called the Southern Stars. But, um, you know, it's also special now. I guess it's all about the equity and being seen to be on the same foot as the men. So, you, obviously, now it's the Australian men's team and the Australian women's team. and But, yeah, special memories. I, I still have a little um a ring um from one of the world cups we're involved in and it's got the little southern star on the back of that so you know sometimes you look at that and just stimulate some of the memories of your playing moments um times with your teammates and and those special opportunities that um you had during your career it's good to just enjoy what you're doing i think i look back and if you enjoy what you're doing and um put all your energy and resources into what you enjoy, it, it gives you a much greater chance of success and, and having um, those special opportunities. So that's what I would say. And I think in life as well, um, we all experience adversities. Um, that's always going to happen. And it's about how you you fight back and get up and, and try one more time. Jodie Purvis, thank you so much for your
0: time on Summer Grandstand today.
1: No worries, Karen. Have a great day.